uh, when when as designers uh, at least for me i i did not enjoy the scale uh, because at scale uh, for let's take an example of facebook or google folks want to work it, it fascinates me as well if google comes to me tomorrow knocks on my door you want to come to a mountain view and work with them like sure why not but then i soon realized and with conversation with other designers uh, who are working in these companies is that they are working in a widget which is tied to an app that app is tied to a big product that product is a, is a part of a bigger suite so you, you're just tiny part of it uh, although you are making progress but for me i it never clicked Let, let's talk about what i don't like doing and what i see other folks doing which which i dislike is that they are very hellbent on joining companies with brand value some joining companies with xyz benefits uh joining companies with the highest pay in the market i was speaking to one of my friends from uh, one of my colleagues from uh, my previous company and she was uh, she graduated from uh, some university in new york and she was looking to get placed and she was doing this masters degree in design and she wanted to get placed in uh, uh microsoft or the googles she was like i want to get into these companies they for example amazon rejected me they had 10 interviews they rejected me after the ninth one why do you care about amazon that much uh, do you have a list of items that you want to get from a job i didn't get an answer so my my immediate reaction there is have a list that you want for a job What's up, everybody? I'm Guo, and you're listening to the Not Just Pixel Show. There's a lot to learn as a designer, so in this show, I sit down with design professionals to understand how to grow as a designer and help you get that UX design internship or job. Let's get into it. Today, I'm talking to Sankal Sinha. Sankal currently works as the founding lead designer at Harbor. a testing infrastructure company in the web3 space. Now, the reason I wanted to chat with Sankal was because I read an article he published last summer. It was titled After 6 plus months of personal sabbatical, I'm joining Harbor as founding lead designer. Now, the title might just seem like an announcement, but it was so much more. What inspired me the most was just how intentional Sankal is with his design career. For example, he looks for core characteristics such as zero to one product journey, lead designer role, product clarity and founders, and more. As an early career designer, I was just fascinated by just how clear he was in his job search. Thus, we hopped on a call and here we are. We talked about what it's like to build products from zero to one, benefits of a work sabbatical, and Soundcomp's specific takes on job search. So, without further ado. Here is my conversation with Sankalp Sinha. Sankalp, welcome to the show. Thanks, thank you. Thanks for having lovely being here. Uh, I'm really going to talk on the podcast. Yeah, I know you just hopping off from a meeting so and it's like 9:30 your time. So again, <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time to doing this. Uh, that's a typical lifestyle of uh, 
Yeah, no, the grind never stops. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, the first topic that I wanted to talk about is around maker spirit. And yeah. I've read over your articles and I learned about you had a maker spirit. And ever since you were a kid, you loved to draw, build things, you know, break things apart, do product teardowns and solve problems. So looking back, like what are some of your proudest inventions or creations up to this day? Um, well, uh, as a creator, most of what we create is is uh, is what we cherish. But uh, I, I think when people talk about highlights uh, about their creations, they mostly talk about the ones that brought them a bit more uh, virality, audience, uh, mm. some fame or, or money. So I, I think I'll just touch on those uh, in a sea of uh, uh, things that I've created so far. So in, in college, I started designing, 3D modeling, couple of concept designs, uh, consumer retail products. So one was a sing and shark, an alarm clock. The idea was when you press this news button, you go up and uh, give you a mind electric shock. So mm-hmm. that idea in itself was quite, uh, I would say, noble. Uh, uh, and, and people loved that idea when I, so basically I used to design that in 3D and then render it and put it up there. Mm-hmm. Luckily, and even before that, I made a couple of renders of different products, but those didn't take off. Surprisingly, yes. this had the X factor on the, that entertains people on the internet. So this took off. Uh, this gave me a boost in the college that yes, I can make a career in design. People like seeing uh, what I'm designing, so that gave me a foundation. So that's one. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I, I saw that one, and when I saw it, I was like, I like where can i buy this like <laughs> I would yeah, totally at, use it. at that time i was uh, i mean I, I was still in, high, in in college i was a teenager uh i didn't know how the world worked people were just, people were just starting where can i buy this stuff i still have like two thousand emails from people wow asking to where can i buy i'm like you you will get it in in the stores near you at that 50 pound <laughs> or dollars they're coming from yeah. it was fun yeah i love that yeah i think I can see that it was really embedded in your childhood and it definitely informed you as a product designer. And I know that maybe it was that maker spirit of starting from nothing into turning an idea into a product um, is basically also something that you're focusing on in your career, which is like building zero to one products. That's how people call it. And I know that currently you really love like designing products from scratch and then also shaping the product. Why do you enjoy building products zero to one? Right, so so it's a good question. Uh, I think uh, most folks who like creating, so they, they people have to know what they like creating. Um, so what I have found in myself, uh, in my case, is I like the ambiguity. I like uh, thinking uh, in terms of what this could be rather than somebody giving me clear direction or a prototype. Uh, mock or a product and saying, hey, uh, make this better. Uh, so that that does not excite me. What excites me is, hey, here's an idea, what shape it can become so that mm-hmm. it appeals to a, or an audience and people are willing to pay for it. That could be a physical or initially don't want to call it, it used to be a digital product. Uh, it used to be a digital product. Uh, design these days is just product design so people also get keep, i hate that about the industry is that it, it's so it, it used yeah. to be product design for 3d stuff 
any mm-hmm. real world stuff is part design these days called part design everything yeah a uh, 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 app that we are designing is a part design so it's confusing <laughs> these days i, I enjoy uh, and it's also well paid so that's why i chose a career instead of my uh, other 3d work being uh, popular on the internet mm-hmm. i chose digital product design because I, i i saw there's an industry there's a need for it people will pay i enjoyed doing it Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I picked that initially. I also in college uh, made some apps with couple of my uh, close friends who were coders. I wanted to design; they wanted to code. So we teamed up. So I, I enjoyed that process of creating something, uh, and then mm-hmm. seeing that a uh, moment hey, users will pay for it. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's the cycle that's keeping me in zero to one product. I work right. with uh, uh, more established companies, say Wingify. They make Tool called vw.com. Mm-hmm. It's an A/B testing tool. It competes directly with the likes of Optimizely, uh, Google Optimize, which is now, which has now shut down. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I although I designed uh, with vwo uh, for vwo for about a year, I didn't enjoy it much because the design systems were in place, the mm-hmm. uh, target market was set. Uh, I was right. just one cog in in a wheel. I wanted to make the full wheel myself. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it it really sounds. I guess like when you get to when you start having design system, when you start have a more established product, it shifts from zero to one to one to, I guess know, one to two. Yeah, yeah well, one to hundred, one to thousand. I'm also curious. Like in the very beginning, um, you mentioned ambiguity, and that's a huge part of building zero to one. Do you mind sharing one project that you've done where You started with an ambiguous idea or like a problem space, and kind of navigated through that, and eventually landed in a solution. Yeah, so uh, I would say uh, one all all the projects that I've done so far uh, are zero uh, to one. But before mm-hmm. that, uh, I, I want to go back to the previous question uh, and want to address one thing: is people mm-hmm. uh, when when as designers, uh, at least for me, I I did not enjoy the scale. Uh, Mm-hmm. Because at scale, uh, for let's take an example of Facebook or Google, mm-hmm. folks want to work. It it fascinates me as well. If Google comes to me tomorrow, knocks on my door, hey, you wanna come to yeah. Mountain View and work with them? Like, sure, why not? Yeah. But then I I soon realize and with conversation with other designers uh, who are working in these companies is that they are working in a uh, Widget which is tied to an app that app is tied to a big product that product is a is a part of a bigger suite. So you you're just tiny part of it. Uh, although you are making progress, but for me, I it never clicked. Uh, so I think people different people enjoy different phases of zero uh, to uh, of the product cycle. I tend to enjoy the early phase of the product cycle, which is mm-hmm. give me a blank slate and let's see what I can do. Uh, coming back to your question is uh, a project. I, I think I'll give an example of site. Uh, let let me see what app is currently out there, uh, which which folks can actually go and uh, use. Mm. To, uh, because I don't want to be quote a app which I made. It was successful enough, but it does not exist now. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about a recent project which is called Build with Framer. Uh, So it's a templating tool. So uh, quick context there was after working ten years in the industry, I took a sabbatical last year, last year, last year uh, for six months. 
then Framer, which is a design tool primary, mm-hmm. they competed with Figma, Sketch. They tr- started pivoting my, uh, their product to a mm-hmm. website uh, building app rather than a design tool. So yeah. they they pa- parallel to they had the when they had the Framer app, they also launched Framer site just to test the market. That got me excited. I I, I used to make websites initially in Flash or in HTML. Mm. So the, the way f- I, I, I tried just making one site and it was very intuitive. The tool they have built is very intuitive. Uh, and, and I thought when Webflow came, there was a market. Now there's a big marketplace of templates and I like making websites, whatever uh, layout or design it is. Uh, so I jumped on the idea. That was the hypothesis that I had. Hey, mm-hmm. so Webflow is a big enough market. There's a marketplace. You make templates and that gets sold. That's a passive income for any designer who's designing for web, uh, right. Webflow templates. And frame of sight, so just starting up. So I had put out a tweet saying, hey, designers, if you are stuck uh, shipping your portfolio, I can help retweet or uh, ask me in DM style. That mm-hmm. blew up, relatively blew up for me at least. Uh, right. That got a couple of free tweets and likes, and people were like, "Hey, my portfolio is sitting in a closet. Never see is seen the day of the day." I'm like, "Okay, cool. Let me give you. Uh, I'll be open to so then, then, then uh, my pitch there was, I can give you ready-made template. Yeah. Uh, and what's your format? Let's talk about. So initially, basic zero to one product cycle is. Yeah. You have an idea. You, Test that idea by talking to people at first, bare minimum, without prototyping anything. That's why I did my, my Twitter DMs were just about chatting with uh, junior designers. Mm-hmm. Uh, another interesting point that came up during this research phase was that senior designers did not care. They're like, mm-hmm. I am happy in my job. I don't need a portfolio. So junior folks used to come up and say, hey, I haven't shipped. I want to know how to ship. So I, I, from talking to like, I think six to seven designers, I mm-hmm. dialed up, what's a common theme here? What's a layout that will appeal to everybody? I designed the template in about, I think one week mm-hmm. uh, and then shipped it to them uh, with about $15, I think, priced uh, $15 per template, started selling and then got mm-hmm. instead on the premium marketplace as well. Mm-hmm. So this was an immediate two weeks experiment that I ran, zero to one, which gave me immediate feedback and validation that, okay, this can sell. Now, after six months, I uh, took a full-time job, don't have yeah. a lot of time to invest back into that, but still that template is being sold in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. If I put in more uh, time and effort into market it or make more templates, uh, that will keep going. So yeah, that's why I said one good, uh, successful zero to one project that I've done recently that took off. Mm. So it sounds like there are like different stages to this. So you have an idea, there's research, which really, in my opinion, I feel like maybe the, the main purpose of research is to try to validate if your idea is feasible, if people actually want it. So it sounds like with Billwood Framer, you did that which was talking to like six or seven designers, see if they actually needed, what are their needs, and then building on the product um, and like shipping to them. That that was kind of like the, the process. One, one, one thing that I would, I would add here uh, as to validate your idea, there are different phases and you have to understand what kind of product you're selling, how anxious people would be 
people would get by hearing about payment uh, or uh, to like or whatever product you're selling digital physical so and people when you go to a potential customer and you ask hey will you pay so the thing you show some folks can react by listening to the idea some folks can react to by seeing the idea which is a prototype some folks can actually react only by interacting with the idea so you have to understand what you're selling and then uh, change your pitch tweak your pitch based on that so in my very simple framework template i could talk to designers design see what 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 is a design portfolio so in my case it was plain simple just communicate uh, via dms async yeah. and then i i was i, I built my idea uh, in other projects i have i have had to design a prototype in figma and then show it to you before i was talking about the idea in couple of other projects i had to actually code it before i'll give you another example in doing some article i i have this bad of the buying domain to the side project it's that i have i bought this domain hefty money i had put into visit.page i haven't been able to build it because of a full time job but the idea was the the linkedin bio tools that exist in chase bio.link i link whatever they all are simple you come and you add your links so the idea was that uh, it, it, and they are not very mobile friendly so uh, mm. people use uh, instagram or any of the socials through their phone primary regions and they are visiting these backlinks to their phone and when i used to open those uh, any potential uh, competitors site and go mm-hmm. to the editor the editor is not great it's not intuitive enough. so I, I my initial idea was i can design something better let me go buy mm-hmm. it i will design i will get paid i will pay this with my developer friend and just build the tool before i talk about the idea so here the rational uh, in, or my thinking is tools exist if you talk about it nobody gets it if mm-hmm. you show the prototype they can't play with it So the only way to get an aha moment in this case is to actually code it, give it to the users, and let them go on. So I think a, a good job folks at Bento have done is mm, they, they have yeah. very interactive site. I played it with myself with my my own own link. So they did a great job rather than showing or talking about it. There is a prototype to play with it. So depending right. on what idea it is and how folks would react to it. you have to tweak your pitch right and then yeah i i also saw bento as well like the the, the ui is beautiful and the onboarding was also very delightful and pleasant as yeah. well so and that's the usp that that's the only way you can get an aha moment and get users on board and wasn't going to a link to your any other tool I want to shift gears and talk about something that you mentioned earlier which was your work sabbatical. Um so for context for the audience um after you worked for 10 straight years you made the decision to take a 6 month sabbatical. High level overview, why did you make that decision? Got it. So so uh, I I read this book called 4 hour work week during college days that mm-hmm. fascinated me that you can do remote work. The book also talks about how you can build a business and also work only 4 weeks to such and I I I am not there yet where I can own a business. None of my side projects have done that greatly. 
so but but i always uh, had this in mind that the book which the book talks about you can work and but you can also rest in between rather than just waiting for your 60s to hit and then retire so you can do mini retirements in between if you plan ahead so that was the context that i i had this idea of it in my head the only way to do this faster is either own a side project or a business which can get mm-hmm. you faster or do a remote gig where you can at least go to go to remote places in good places apart from india where mm-hmm. folks are and then you can enjoy the places you can travel to and you can earn as earn as well so for example if i'm working with a company in india i would be paid less but if i'm working with a us company i would be paid, paid more so that was the rationale behind going remote so i can accelerate that uh, towards that path faster and then when i had hit my 10 years i had this in mind that i would change jobs uh, once the zero to, with me when when the zero to one uh, phase starts dying down then i'm like what what else can i do where else i can use my abilities to uh, work with or help other companies uh, so that was the initial idea to leave selecta which was a previous company and in between when i left i was like i have built a surplus and i i i had also planned for a financial runway uh, where if i leave my job today how much money do i have or have to save so i can run for one year without blinking so i had saved up for one year apart from other saving buckets this was specifically for a sabbatical runway but i was pretty confident at the time when this uh, really for the money I can spend one year comfortably and then go back to the job market. Uh, uh, so initially, I, I gave myself six months to see. Hey, uh, let's do six months. Let's see if if I get bored, I enjoy it. I can extend up to twelve months. I have the buffer. Uh, but in six months, I'm like, yeah, uh, feels good. I, I'm I'm feeling which are get ton of side projects. And uh, in another two months of uh, at the end of six months, let's let's start hunting for new uh, job. And mm-hmm. within, I think, a month or two, uh, landed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one of the lessons um, is definitely like make sure that you're like financially like capable of actually taking a sabbatical. Um, and yeah. I think that's definitely a huge part. Yep. One, one, one thing I I think I missed to add, which is important, is the the sabbatical is not only fun. It is to make sure that you are tuning your life not to only to work but to also uh, go for a work life balance uh, intentional mm-hmm. work life balance approach so you and i ta- have talked about this in our previous call but but just to highlight for folks who are listening is if you're ju- if you're a junior designer in the industry folks will come and tell you and this is a very opinionated uh, view of working uh, there's no right or wrong one side of one way of working is you go all in and you join the industry you keep working for 20 years until you are a vp of mm. design in a company uh, yeah. or head of design in a company the other way in my head the rationale was i have many many years to work and live mm. i don't want to do one i want to do both so for me i can i i'm fine becoming a head of design or growing my career path Two years later than my colleagues or peers, rather than getting everything in just one go at a stretch yeah. and also mm-hmm. feeling burned out. So all the money that I or all the stature that I earn is of no use if I can't enjoy. It. So that was the rationale, and that's where I'm trying to 
trying to keep at it. So my suggestion, uh, advice to anyone who's joining the industry or has been uh, in the industry for one or two years or three years, I would highly recommend going for a sabbatical for like even a month. Uh, do three, five years, do a sabbatical of one to two months in between jobs. Yeah, I think work-life balance is definitely one, but also like taking rest. Like I know that after you took the six-month sabbatical, you felt ready and you felt more energized to re-enter the job market. And I think that energy is super important. Um, I think on top of that, like what are some of the main takeaways from the sabbatical? Um, you mentioned like you did a ton of side projects. Um, yeah, I would love to hear some of the things that you learned from it. So uh, learning wise, I would say uh, th- there are so many things that you want to do when you're in a full-time job, but you never get to do. Uh, mm. And that does not, not just talking about side projects. I would say side projects. I, I audit. For example, a simple example is uh, I audit, wherever I travel, I click too many photos. I wanted to have my own photo site on my website where I can post my own stuff. So that requires some coding, auditing photos. So this is a own side projects, not monitoring definitely, but very self fulfilling side projects. I wanted to do. Then there are other stuff. I, I audit my home. I, I, I donate clothes every now and then. I, I buy gadgets, but then gadgets will uh, be downgraded. Uh, so we upgraded and the, the other ones will be left in the closet. So there are so many projects in mind personally that I, yeah. I never get time. Nobody will get time ever. So uh, the, the point of sabbatical is, I would say, not to just come out and say, hey, I'm ready to work, but also yeah. to fulfill the inner self of, of the, that, that king that everybody has. Hey, I'm not doing X or Y or Z. I, you want to do gardening, do gardening. Uh, so the learning there was, I would say, I would say learning, but I'll say the the fulfillment and the joy that it brought me to do the stuff that I wanted to do. So I rebuilt my whole personal website during the sabbatical, and luckily now when designers come onto my site, they're like, oh wow, this is a well designed with good content, very uh, scalable and with depth, it has been there. I'm like, okay, now people are noticing the the work is being paid off. So that's fulfilling. If you want to do gardening, I'll, I'll say go gardening, uh, and probably you will see the fruits of uh, a tree coming out in another couple of months. Yeah, so that in itself, you cannot quantify it. So I would say rather than just saying, hey, I work say six years, I want to do two months of sabbatical, just go to Bali and enjoy. There are many. So when I announced my sabbatical to my friends and family, they're like, where are you traveling? I'm like, I will travel. I will go probably once or one or two places that I go. But this sabbatical, it is agenda-less sabbatical. Mm. I have no agenda. I don't want to travel specifically. I don't want to become a nomad for six months. I just want to do nothing and do whatever mm. mind comes uh, yeah. to. So that was very relaxing. So I, I, I live in a big uh, complex where there are so many condominiums. And I, I used to go down to sit on the lawn and uh, read mm. a Kindle. So I, I used to just... Oh, that's that. so nice. Yeah. Which I will never get time on it. Every morning, I will, these days is with my full-time job, which is also a pleasure uh, uh, because it feeds me. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> is I wake up, I have to get on calls, I have to design uh, 
dark. So yeah, there's a balance. Right. So it's like delving deep into your hobbies and also like just really like just like really just relaxing. Try to not think about like any work related stuff and yeah, and and a lot of right and 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 a lot of folks talk about this is that doing nothing will bring you more ideas or uh, things that you want to do. If you just sit for a couple of hours, even today, you will have so many things in your mind that you would want to do, which we don't get time. So for me, sabbatical was the learning was do it more often. I will say if I have to summarize it. Uh, right. But 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 a general thing that I can see uh, apply uh, with my full time job is take breaks, agenda less, do nothing. Don't don't sit with your phone if you're going to be. Just go sit. Yeah, and meditation is definitely also a really good way of, yeah. of doing that as well. Yeah, another th- this is also related to work sab- sabbatical, um, and it's around um, a topic that you wrote in one of your most recent articles. You shared the types of companies that you wanted to work with after your sabbatical. And that was actually how I discovered you for the first place. Honestly, I can't really remember how I like discovered you like in the first place, but like I would say the article is definitely one of the biggest entry points at the time for me, it was extremely enlightening to just see someone with such clarity and also yeah, such clarity with where they want to go, what their next step is. And so how has your career focus or like just types of comp- company you want to join change over your career thus far? Right. So uh, again, it's very subjective, but how I, let, let's talk about what I don't like doing and what mm-hmm. I see other folks doing, which, which I dislike is that they're very hellbent on joining companies with brand value, com- joining companies with XYZ benefits. Uh, joining companies with the highest pay in the market um, and then probably joining a team where they think uh, uh, they will learn uh, something but they end up not doing, I won't say not doing anything, but probably doing the same thing that they were doing. So in, in my head, when, when I filter my profession with, with XYZ yeah. values, I, I am compressing I, I'm filtering out so many good opportunities right from the back, which I don't, which I have never done. I don't know what to do. And, and then I, I was speaking to one of my friends from uh, one of my colleagues from uh, my previous company, and she was uh, she graduated from uh, some university in New York, and she was looking to get placed, and she was doing this master's degree in design, and she wanted to get placed in uh, uh, Microsoft or the Googles. She was like. I want to get into these companies. They, for example, Amazon rejected me. They had ten interviews. They rejected me after the ninth one. Why do you care about Amazon that much? Uh, do you have a list of items that you want to get from a job? I didn't get an answer. So my my immediate reaction there is have a list what you want for a job. Is it a better? But but don't have too many. Have one or two maximum. Yeah. The rest mm-hmm. can be uh, uh, negotiable. You have to. This is life. There are multiple reasons of doing that. One that I've highlighted, mm-hmm. you're, you're filtering out so many good opportunities, so many good people you can work with mm-hmm. uh, if you're being just brand obsessed. The second reason is then you are also filtering out. Once you filter out good brand, high pay, then you know what companies you're working with. The handful, Google, Facebook, uh, uh, whatever, uh, top, yeah, top 10 tech. companies in the world, big tech. 
Now you know what the culture of big tech is. It's, it's saturated. It, 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 it's heavily bureaucratic. The policies are in place, and very opposite to that are startups where live and thrive. Is uh, yeah. there are no rules, hardly any rules. There is ground to improve, ton of ground to improve. There's ground of feedback. People are humble. People are open to feedback. People are open to new opportunities. People are open to which roles within the company. There are tons of tons of things that you can do within a startup, within a three to one journey. And, and and to add to that, I also see my profession as a. Let's say I'm a plumber. I don't want to come out and mention in the market, "Hey, I will only fix plumbing in houses X, Y, Z." Then my job opportunity is shrunk. I'm not learning as much as I should be by doing more plumbing jobs in all the various houses that can be in the market, right? As a designer, I see myself as a problem solver. As a designer, I have to solve problems for the users. Uh, right. And every startup has a problem. So, and this, uh, this guy called Van Snyder, if I'm pronouncing his name right, he's a pretty well-known guy. I like one of his, uh, although I disagree with a few of the uh, articles he posts, but but uh, I like one way that go to go to smaller companies because they are the ones who will value you and you will have tons of opportunity mm-hmm. to grow. The one uh, the ones that I just added. Uh, Pay this room to grow, feedback, people are humble, blah blah blah, which is not there in bigger companies. So you are diluting your options immediately when you say you want to do uh, only want to work with uh, XYZ companies and not. Uh, so yeah, coming back to your question, I'll say uh, the the choices of staying in zero to one is very intentional. Choices mm-hmm. of uh, being work with a handful of. Com- uh, people in a company, so at Harvard we are just eleven, right. and uh, we don't intend to grow to a hundred or two hundred people, uh, even in three to four years or five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just mm-hmm. started in Jan this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Jan this year, sorry, Jan last year. Company I joined then last year. Yeah, so it's just eight months for me, and I'm, I'm like every day is a new day. I'm like feel like I'm designing product every day, not just a big product spanned out for three months. So it's fun. It's exciting. The pay is good. Uh, the the folks are humble. There's room to grow. The only benefit that I got. It's very intense. Yeah. Right, right. That that was actually like super relatable when I was like deciding, like this summer, which internship should I go to. I, I've really kind of shifted my perspective to, like who are who are the people that I'm going to be working with. Like because I think it for me, I think it really comes down to like, will I be able to learn from these talented people or are they just like doing the same thing over and over again and just like um i I don't want to like bash big tech but that um like i feel like some of the projects can be extremely small scoped like as you mentioned like a small feature inside another feature and then inside a bigger feature so like it just goes down a rabbit hole and so i think yeah understanding the people and also just if you can learn from like the best designers will like you know talented cross-functional team members. I think that's really the most important thing. Yes. Yeah, so so w- w- one last thing to add here is when, when I was coming out of the sabbatical, I, I just had a simple five, I think five, three to five bullet, bulleted list. Mm-hmm. That this is what, yeah. where I want to be. And they all summarize zero to one culture. So one, once mm-hmm. you identify what culture you want to work in, then you can write down some of the values that you want. They are a must-have, then they are nice to have. 
you can let go of the knife you have in your interviews and job filtering, filtering process. But must-haves, uh, don't negotiate on them. It's like you want folks. And another thing to add is I have never uh, filtered a company based on their business, uh, which I see a lot of designers doing. So they want to remain in e-commerce. They want to remain in only B2B or B2C, uh, something to do with food tech delivery only, uh, just to... Uh, they, they, the rationale is there, but I don't tend to agree is the same analogy with the plumbing. I want to diversify my plumbing expertise. Uh, the only way I can do it is by going to yeah, going to any any plumbing call that I get from any club. Uh, my intention has never been to filter based on the industry or a specific mm. app. So my yeah. only top three criteria is even post sabbatical job on Facebook. If folks are good. If what they are making makes sense, meaning they believe mm-hmm. in it, they have rigor to see through it, they, they have shipped products earlier, I don't want to yeah. work with who have funding but have no ship, that will likely fail. And the third is mm-hmm. it pays good. The pay is important, yeah, but it was last on the list. Folks are good, product is decent, idea is decent. Yeah. Yeah, and you also mentioned like I think this is about more about like advice to younger designers. You mentioned coming up with a list, like things that you care about in your next opportunity or your next job. Yeah, I guess like on top of that, is there anything like how would you recommend young designers to plan out their career when they're given the chance to do so? I would say so. All my jumps happened uh, randomly. I never planned mm-hmm. my switches. Uh, uh, but mm-hmm. if you want to plan, uh, I, one, I, I think you should never plan your search like three one, uh, three years, I will move on. See if you enjoy yeah. working there. If you don't enjoy working there, there, there could be reasons of the boss is not great, manager is not great, product's not exciting enough, you're not liking what you're doing, blah, 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 then switch. But don't put a cap, hey, I'll join this, which is a common case these days. Folks are like, hey, let me do one, two years in Microsoft, two years in Google. Uh, then, then you're never learning. There's always a learning cycle within a company that everybody has to go through. How the product works, how people operate, what are the policies of working internally and externally with customers and with employees. Then how how the product cycle works. There are many things that you have to digest, and that usually takes to about six to one year in a decently shaped company yeah for startups mm-hmm. nobody gives a shit it's like hey we have to ship you have to ship i don't care what it takes yeah. Learn it one day. Uh, <laughs> yes uh, yeah. uh but but if you want to plan there is a minimum learning curve. don't i would say don't cap yourself to a, a minimum years in a company number that's one uh number two i would say if you want to plan plan around learning. all these Sessions that I'm making, I'm making yeah. on parallel to that. You are also earning decently. Don't mm-hmm. underpay. Don't don't go into a situation where you're getting undervalued and you can pay way 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 less than your peers. Ten to twenty percent average out is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so keeping that aside, if you are getting decently paid, then the other things becomes important. Is is what I said is. Uh, Think about the uh, product that you'll be working on. Don't cap yourself. 
then i would say uh, think about uh, the fourth field be are they methodical so in this in the industry what i have realized if you're not methodical you can't ship products any any day uh, uh, you have to for in in methodical category there are a couple of things that i can highlight you have to know how to write well you have to know how to communicate your ideas well you have to know how to measure your ideas well all these things that are qualitative you have to gauge the company that you're joining are they methodical enough do they care mm-hmm. about these things or they are like hey we want to do this so a couple of ways uh, you can gauge those are when you are chatting with your hiring manager hey let's go through a figma uh, project that you have done recently you can look yeah. at how they uh, have made out your file how have they named their layer uh, yeah and mm-hmm. that's what i look at <laughs> uh for a uh, couple of design uh, tons of design they don't care about uh, in the industry they don't care about naming i think it's important when you do a dev handoff it also gives yeah. the developers an idea how to name stuff mm-hmm. anyway mm-hmm. so that's one way you can gauge if they are methodical are they organized are they writing well you can ask for a prd from a product manager hey mm-hmm. show me a prd if it's confidential you can show anything that's that's uh, publicly available so there are many so i would optimize for uh, in today's day and age uh, i would optimize for a methodical team who knows how to ship mm-hmm. uh, what they are shipping might be bad or good doesn't matter uh, yeah. the users will tell you but the process of shipping has to be mm-hmm. tight uh, yeah. and there are various ways you can gauge that by talking to developers in the team designers in the team product design product managers in the team anything apart from that there are tons and tons of things that you will then start cherry picking i would say yeah. if, I, if i would be a, a junior designer today i would just do that mm, got it okay so like understanding the team's like product development cycle how they collaborate with well, what's that collaboration like and how do they actually turn an idea into a shared product so it, it took me a couple of years initially to understand this product designing does not and will never end after handing off your figma so you have to uh, zoom out always when you're designing if you are not a user interface designer or a visual designer if you are a wholesome product designer who can think about ui you can think about wireframes who can think about product flows go talk to users and also come back with hypotheses and outcomes from these user interviews informing your product team that hey i talked to xyz user they are like this does not work this is the rational i think it makes sense we can ab test that or we can just ship it so until you zoom out and then are able to zoom in during the execution phase uh that's the that's the i would say the benefit of the agile product designer and in zero to one stages uh companies are indexing on hiring these product designers who are generalists not a very specific who can only do uh, let's say user testing or just visual designers this is something i also dislike about the industry is like companies are heavily investing in mixing on uh category visual designers product designers will do the thinking then another folks folks so it's bifurcated just think about this you are the architect if you can design it it's much faster it's much better the problem with scale is you're bifurcating work too much mm-hmm. and that leaves so much gap in translation 
now yeah. that you have to fill in these roles of a pm of a, of a technical writer somebody mm. will do a dev handoff somebody will qa so my recommendation to junior folks would be aspire to become a generalist rather than a specialist you will get there it will mm. take time but hang in there yeah. index for companies who that's why i said index for companies search for companies who are focusing on a methodical approach in shipping Yeah, no, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah, like, yeah, understanding the process and also become a generalist. Like, try to just become a general, like, better product designer. Like, learn all the things that you can. Like, explore different industries, different types of companies. Um, yeah, I know we're almost out of time, so I want to ask the final question. Yeah. Um, which is a conversation to your younger self. So, if you're now facing yourself, but twenty years old, what career slash life advice will you tell the young Sankalp? I would say none. I would say just keep doing what you're doing. That lead lead to you lead you to exactly where I'm. I'm I'm in a quite a happy place. I have a decent job. I have decent. I'm getting ample time every now and then to do my side projects. Um, other hobbies are just personal website, uh, buying tech stuff and, and <laughs> experimenting with a uh, smart home. Uh, I'm just giving you. Random examples of what I I like to do. So I I think I'm in a happy place. I won't change a thing. I say, yeah, yeah. If 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 I have to give advice, then the younger people wouldn't learn the things that I've learned. So I say, don't do, mm-hmm. don't change anything. Just keep keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, It, quite quite philosophical sounds quite dumb, but I think I <laughs> no, very no, much no. believe it. That uh, yeah. No, I think I think it makes total sense. I mean, it sounds like. The maker spirit has been there since you were a kid, and so I don't think that ever like faded away. And so I think that really just that that just continued on until your present moment, which you are building zero to one products as a product designer. And so, yeah, I I just love how everybody has like different answers for this question, and it's always super cool to hear the different answers. <laughs> But yeah, um, I know we're at the end of the episode, so thank you, but I wanted to thank you so much for taking the time to join me. On the podcast. Absolutely, my pleasure, man. Absolutely, pleasure. Thank you. Hey there! Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really appreciate your time. And again, before we say goodbye, my name is Guo, and you've just listened to the Not Just Pixel Show, and I'll see you in the next episode.